What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lace. And today is a special episode that begins the series, Shit Out of Luck. It's a story of how Criminals, past and present, were captured from bank robbers to serial killers to terrorists. Everybody's an option. But this week, we're starting with the son of Sam and his capture. Stay up to date with all of my content. Check out the Twitter at True Crime NS. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. This show is sponsored by Pondex. Visit Pondex.com and use code TCNS to save 10% off your order. And the link will also be in the description. Today we're going over a case where the killer was found and justice was used against him. He is still in prison and will be there for eternity. If you're into true crime, you might have seen it, heard his story a few times. Today's episode will not focus as much on the story of his crimes. We'll pay attention to how David Berkowitz, also known as the son of Sam, was caught. Before going into detail on how he was caught, I want to create some context. I believe there, there is no doubt that he was guilty and should face the consequences of the law. But was he did? What he did was insane and made us pretty scared of people like him. In this podcast, we talk a lot about the common characteristics of serial killers, so please pay attention in the next several sentences as they will describe the reasons David Berkowitz became a killer. David Berkowitz was born as Richard David Falco. He was born on June 1st, 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. His mother was Elizabeth Broder, who grew up in a very poor Jewish family. She worked as a waitress to try and live with the bare minimum. In 1936, she married Tony Falco, an Italian-American. The marriage was very problematic, and they didn't seem to get along. The marriage lasted a bit less than four years, and the reason it ended? Tony found another woman. In 1950, Elizabeth started a relationship with a married man named Joseph Klinman. The relationship was okay. She was finally getting back on her feet when three years later she became pregnant with a child to whom she chose to give the last name as Falco. It seemed like this was going to be an amazing time when she would get to live the unconditional love of having a child. Only a few days after Richard's birth, 
Elizabeth gave the child away. Reasons are still unknown, but it's public opinion that the father might have put pressure on her to abandon. Then, David was adopted by the Berkowitz family. That's where he got his last name from. The family described David as somewhat troubled. He was tough to deal with and was consistently getting in trouble because of misbehavior. The family even asked a psychotherapist for help because of how bad he behaved. How normal his actions were, like setting things on fire. When David was only 14, he lost his adoptive mother to cancer, and then his behavior got worse and worse. There's no need to keep giving more information about his childhood. We can all agree that he had a very troubled childhood, and that would shape his behavior for the rest of his life. Sadly, it explained many of his crimes. There were eight, or there was nine murders that he was responsible for that we know of. First, in December 1975, it was the foreman stabbing. And then the year after, in July, was Gloria and Valenti shooting. And then just a few months later, the Dodaro and Keenan shooting in 1976. And then the month after that, in November 1976, was the Damasi Lomino shooting. And then two year, or two months later, it was the Frond and Deal shooting, followed by in March 1977. Apologize if I butcher these names. The Verschian shooting. And then next month was the Isan Siriani shooting. And then in June 1977 was the Lupo and Posido shooting. And then his last uh, murder was the Moskowitz and Violante shooting in July 1977. The first real suspicion about him happened many years later when Cecilia Davis was walking her dog somewhere near the Moskowitz and Violante shooting when she saw a patrol officer ticketing a car. Some minutes after the police left, a young man walked past her from the area of the car, and he seemed to look at her in a weird way, demonstrating some interest. Cecilia felt concerned because he was holding something on his hand, and she didn't feel safe. She ran to her home and heard shots fired behind her in the street. Cecilia didn't mention the situation to anyone until she could hold it in. She couldn't hold it in anymore. She finally contacted the police. The police closely checked every car that had been ticketed in the area that night. The police found out that the car was under investigation and the connections started to appear. The police found a rifle and a bag full of ammo. This is heavy ammo. No one would just carry ammo that around, that around and even leave it in the car with no supervision. This person was up to something. The car was in front of 35 Pine Street. The police waited until he left his house. It was the best option when trying to catch him while avoiding drawing even more blood. The police successfully caught him, even after a scary moment where he pointed a gun to the police officer who approached his window. But thankfully, he had backup when he was able to make him drop the gun and surrender. David was eventually charged with second-degree murder and attempted second-degree murder. He killed six victims and wounded ten, including one stabbing. All of these crimes happened during the span of just one year. And that's a wrap for today's story. As we all should agree, crimes are never good and bring sadness to countless people. 
It is important, though, for us to try to understand the reasoning behind such tragedies and create awareness to avoid it from happening again. From True Crime Never Sleeps, I'm Larry Lease, here to bring you the best stories full of details and knowledge. For more information on the podcast, consider following me on Twitter and Facebook at True Crime NS and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And once again, we'd like to thank Poddex for sponsoring this podcast. Just check them out at poddex.com. Use the promo code TCNS for 10% off your order. Thank you, and we'll see you tomorrow.